Good morning. Lots of parents and teachers and just people in general, when we talk about bilingualism, they ask me if it's possible to teach English using videos for children and if it's possible for the children to learn English using videos. And of course, I'm saying English, but I'm talking about any second language in general. Well, today's episode um, explores why that is just not possible. Um, so sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and I hope you enjoy the episode. There are lots of videos out on the market designed to teach non-English speaking kids English. And they're usually either in cartoon form or um, video game form. And while they're surely enjoyable for kids, they won't necessarily teach them the language. That's because kids don't learn a language looking at a screen. But stick around so you can find out how they can learn. First of all, what kind of videos am I talking about? These are videos that usually come in a series and you can find them in supermarkets, newsstands, um, bookstores, online, I guess. And what they present to the viewer are different situations. And these are situations that are quite common, but things like maybe going to a restaurant or an exchange between two people on the street, um, perhaps going to the dentist. And these are usually in cartoon form because they are aimed at kids. And these situations are presented so that the viewer can see, usually on the screen, it's usually written somewhere on, you know, on the background, um, new words that are related to the, to the scene that they're watching. And the scene always has some type of fixed phrase or fixed sentence that gets repeated over and over and over again. I'll give you an example. Maybe, let's say, a restaurant scene. Um, you might have a customer sitting at a table that says, Waiter, I would like a steak. And the waiter comes out with a stick. And the customer says, I didn't want a, I didn't order a, a stick, I ordered a steak. And meanwhile, you get those words written up there, you know, steak and stick. Um, and the waiter says, oh, I thought you wanted a stick. And he goes back into the kitchen and then brings something else. And it goes on and on um, like this, so that the producers or the authors of the video are able to present the viewer with more vocabulary. So with lists of vocabulary words and lists of fixed sentences that pertain to a scene. And they're, they're usually, you know, they're funny. If you understand the language, they are, they are quite funny. I'm not saying they're not well made, um, but maybe they're just not for young kids. And you'll see why. So who are these kids? I mean, what is their age range? Um, I'm thinking more that these videos are for children that are over the age of nine or 10. And these are kids who want to learn English or whose parents want them to learn English. But before I continue, let me make a disclaimer. If your kids are older than nine or 10, the videos might seem enjoyable. But if they're younger than that, maybe not so. The younger children may not have experienced the scenes that they are watching. They may not have gone to the dentist or they may not have been to a restaurant um, or whatever scene they're watching. They also don't have, or they may not have, I shouldn't say they don't, but they may not have the ability to read the words that are on the um, screen. Or if they can read them, they're probably able to read them phonetically in their own language and not in the target language. 
they might not be able to mentally process the irony that is presented in these situations. And these videos are usually heavily laden with irony. Especially if we're talking about very small children, images on a screen may be a problem. Some three-year-olds are just starting to process one image at a time. A video is a series of images, and that means that by the time they are processing the first image, they get hit by the next image, and by the next one, and by the next one, and so on and so forth. Because a, a moving cartoon is actually just a bunch of still images, you know, bam, 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 bam. And that's kind of hard to process when you're only three. Young children are extremely curious, and if you don't believe me, just observe them at play. Um, they don't learn language by having someone take them by the hand and pointing and point at things saying, oh look, that's a tree, and that's a car, and that's a bicycle, and that's a house. It doesn't work like that. They learn language because they, the children, are the curious ones that actually ask their parents all the time, what's that? What's that? What's this? What's that? Their curiosity leads them to experiment. And it's through these hands-on experiences that children are able to elaborate ideas about what they are manipulating. Thoughts are formed and language is learned. A young child's thought processes are really different from those of an adult or an older child. Um, they don't use associations, uh, mnemonic associations, or any other type of association for that matter, to remember things. They don't use translation. Uh, they don't have lists of words, you know, with the translation there. Um, they don't have spelling tricks because they don't yet know how to read or write. Or if they do, maybe they're just beginning to read and write in their own language, and the target language may have completely different um, phonetic and morphological rules. Cognitive tricks are just not their thing yet. They're too young. That will come later on when they're about nine. Ultimately, I believe that one of the main problems with using video to teach language is that a flat screen, especially if we're talking about cartoons, but even without cartoons, and regardless of the age of the viewer, a flat screen will never adequately um, project the nonverbal cues that you get when you speak in person. Now, as I speak to you, although I'm trying very hard, it's not easy, I'm trying very hard to be natural, you will miss out on a lot of the physical cues that my face gives off um, as I speak. Now, if we were in person, you would notice perhaps that my cheeks turn a little bit more red as I look into your eyes, my pupils dilate, I may get a little bit of sweat um, happening around um, my, my mouth or some wrinkling, wrinkling here around my eyes. Um, all of these nonverbal cues that are just coming off of my face, I mean, let alone um, you know, body language and the whole, you know, rest. But just from my face, these cues are lost through a screen. If we were in person, things would be really, really different. So what can you do when you're trying to teach a child English or any other language for that matter? What can you do to make sure that they really learn it? Well, I think the first thing is to make sure that the child is getting the language in an active way and not in a passive way. So no video, definitely. 
Um, and the second thing is to make sure the child is doing activities that are enjoyable and recreational, uh, so the child is having fun. And more importantly, I think having fun through hands-on experience, okay? So also not just, you know, singing songs or whatever, but also doing something in the language. And I think the third thing, um, and actually third thing, second thing, there is no particular order, but I think the third thing is to not wing it. Um, don't expect to be able to improvise when you work with children, whether you're teaching them language or you're teaching them anything else for that matter. Improvisation never works. You need a method. I know because I've been there. Um, that's what drove me to create my method, um, English is Fun, which is one of the leading methods in Italy today for teaching English to small kids. If you want to find out more about my method, I will leave a link in the description here under the podcast. Okay, that wraps it up. I hope that was helpful and uh, I will see you next week. Thank you for joining me as always and have a nice day. Bye!